Hello, everybody out there. We are on to our 29th episode of the Talk That Talk show with Barry Holmes. Um, it's a monumental episode for us here. We actually have the first time we're having our Instagram live feed. So we want to give a special shout out to everybody out there listening on Instagram live. You can check me out on my Instagram at bholmes45. Also, we got to give a special shout out to everybody that's on our Facebook live stream out there. Um, basically, we're just trying to get everybody to have a chance to see the great stuff that we have going with this show. Um, we're just constantly getting better. Um, if you look us up on iTunes, they say that we're society and culture. So, yes, we talk about sports. And, yes, this is an awesome sports podcast. But we're more than just a sports podcast. We are covering all the bases. All the energy is here, ready for you all. And I'm just super excited because... Actually, we're going to have our fourth ever guest of, on the show today. Um, he's one of my very good friends, and I'm just really excited to have him on here, and he's super excited to come on the show. So definitely can check us out on Buzzsprout, uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify. You can always check us out every Monday at 7 p.m. We're going to be giving you all the latest sports analysis some of the best sports news out there and just covering some of the topics that you want to hear. I want to give a special shout out to Russ Reinman on our Facebook live stream. Special shout out to John Powell, Mary Beth Heaney, Tyler Kennison. We want to thank everyone out there tuning in on our Instagram live page. Shout out to Jeffrey. Shout out to my boy Randy. I love that guy. And uh, we're going to go right into the show here. Um, First things first, we got to talk about the, the uh, MLB playoffs that are on, man. Um, first, I got to say that I was really disappointed that my Mets did not make the playoffs. Um, I had a good conversation with my boy Brendan Costello. We, we affectionately call him Punta. But um, I was just really, he, he brought something out to me, and he said that Edwin Diaz was the reason that we didn't make the playoffs. And he's not too far off there because there was plenty of games, I can count at least five, where Edwin Diaz blew those games late in innings. And when Brody Van Wagnon brought this guy over to New York to be the staple of our bullpen, we got ourselves an extreme disservice. And a lot of the times, especially with the, the Yankees out there who have top to bottom a power lineup, um, you see a lot of MLB teams that are trying to bash their way into the playoffs and you know into the World Series, and that's gonna and that makes it very difficult for your team to sustain that. And I feel like the Mets, um, they really exceeded what we thought that they were gonna do with the bats. Um, the bats came alive. We saw JD Davis emerge as one of the you know great Mets um, to step up, especially when we didn't have Jonas Cespedes all year. So I think the future is bright with the Mets. Um, it's just going to be interesting to see that um, if they can keep their pitching, can we retain all that pitching? Will Noah Syndergaard get traded? Um, I, I just don't know. It's one of those things that we're really going to have to look into this offseason because I think if the Mets are going to want to make that playoff push next year, they have to retain that pitching. I know Marcus Stroman was on the back end of that and he struggled a little bit, but um, I think coming into the next year, he can do great things for the Mets. And when you look at as far as the, the National League, uh, it doesn't get enough credit. I know American League is always hyped up, but, I mean, you have the Washington Nationals who are a 90-win team that are a wild-card team. You know, the Mets were, what, 10 games over five hundred, 
and they didn't make the wild card. So um, it's definitely very promising that also we have Pete Alonzo out there who broke the rookie home runs record. Um, big shout out to him going out on a big note. Then we had Dominic Smith hit the walk off to win the game. So uh, the Mets ended it off on the right note. But we got to talk about who's in the playoffs here. And the first matchup we got here is the Brewers versus Nationals. I know Christian Yelich got hurt, so you know that was the backbone to that team. And I think it's asking them a tall task for them to go into Washington and to try and beat that 90-win team that we just talked about who has about the same versatility or comparable versatility top to bottom through that lineup. And just think, Bryce Harper was a part of that team, and he went to the Phillies, and the Phillies were barely – they were just a 500 team. So we look and see what the Nationals were able to do, and they were able to get better when you lose your best player. So as much as I don't like the Nationals, I got to give my cap to them. I think that they're going to advance in that wild card game over the Brewers because, you know, without Christian Yelich, it's a strong uphill battle for the Milwaukee Brewers. And whoever wins that game is going to face the Dodgers, which I don't think it's going to matter because the Dodgers would beat either the Brewers or the Nationals. Too much firepower. You got Hyunjin Ryu. You got Clayton Kershaw in that in that uh, rotation. Then you talk about who the Mets lacked with having Edwin Diaz. They got Kenley Jansen out there who's one of the most effective postseason closers. So, you know, I think the Dodgers are going to take whoever advances out of that wild card game. But then we got to go over to the other divisional game in the National League, and that's the Cardinals and the Braves. Not a lot of people are talking about this matchup. But if you look at the Atlanta Braves, you know, they have the pitching. You know, they did add Dallas Keuchel, who's starting to get back into rhythm now. Um, they have speed on the base pass. We see with the Mets how much it hurt our team in the World Series playing against guys with speed. And I think that, you know, the Braves are going to be able to take advantage of that. You know, the Cardinals are perennially in it, and they're going to give a great effort. But, you know, I think this is the year that the Braves really step up and uh, try and compete with the Dodgers. Um, and then we switch to the American League side of the things, and you have the Rays who are going to be going against the Athletics. And I think this is another interesting matchup because here you have the Rays, and they were a team that nobody expected to be here. We're talking about them being a potential expansion team to get out of Tampa Bay because nobody wants to show up to their games. And amidst all that, they are still here in the playoffs, right? Especially in the American League East where you had the Yankees that dominated all year long. So, you know, sh shout out to the Rays. Um, but I just really think out of this whole round, it's going to be hard for, you know, the team to go on the road and win. Um, the Athletics play really good at home. You know, you got Marcus Simeon, who's playing uh, at a really high caliber for them at the shortstop position. Um, it's it's going to be a tough one. This was actually a toss-up for me, but, you know, I'm going to take the Athletics, especially in a, you know, a playoff game in the, you know, in Oakland. I got to go with them. But again, we talk about the Big Bad Wolf, and you got to talk about the Astros because that's who either of those teams would play if they advance. And the Astros, I think, have the best chance out of anybody in the major leagues of winning the World Series. I mean, you look at that starting pitching staff, and that's they, that, that pitching staff knocks the Mets out of the water, right? And just with the, the, the hitting that you got from Alex Bregman, um, you had the defense with, you know, Jose Altuve, and just that middle that middle infield is just solid. So especially when it comes late into games, you're going to need guys to turn double plays. And especially when you got George Springer back there as one of the best defensive outfielders. I mean, how, how can you go against the Astros? So 
I think that it's going to be tough for any of them to beat the Astros. But then we'll finally go to the last matchup, which is the Yankees and the Twins. And this is going to be a slugfest. It's going to be a slugfest. I mean, I know we have some issues with Severino. A lot of people don't believe in him as the starter. Um, but here we are. The Yankees are in the postseason. And I just can't see the Twins beating the Yankees. It's a tall task. I mean, you look at the postseason history, and the Yankees have eliminated them at least five times in the past. I, I mean, even though the Twins have five players with 30-plus home runs on their roster, I just think, you know, the Yankees are a bunch of savages. They're savages in the box. And I don't think anybody wants to play that. I don't even think the Dodgers want to play them. I don't think the Braves want to play the Yankees. The Yankees are a team that nobody wants to play in the postseason. If their pitching can hold up, you're going to see the Yankees in the World Series, and that, and you better believe that. So now that we talked about our MLB playoffs, I got to move on to the next topic here, and that's we got Montez Perfect. Um, you have a guy who plays really tough, hard-nosed football, but he got ejected last night from a huge helmet-to-helmet hit on Jack Doyle. And, you know, the league suspended him for the rest of the season for this. I saw the hit. I saw the hit. And out of all of Vontez Burfick's past, as far as the big hits are concerned, it wasn't the worst. But at the end of the day, it was still a terrible helmet-to-helmet hit. And when you have repeat offenses, you can't levy the same, you know, um, consequence. Because then they don't learn. I mean, Vontez Burfick is not a bad football player. He loves to play the game of football, and it's actually refreshing how hard he plays the game. But you have to play it the right way. And, you know, when I take this to another bigger step, I don't even care about the fact that he had two suspensions beforehand and those were three games apiece and how he's had PED issues. I want to stick to the topic at hand. Vontez Burfick represents a bigger situation that's going on with football. We have to teach our younger kids in youth football how to tackle the right way. And it's not just to levy that big hit to knock the football out. It's also so that we can protect themselves, protect their neck, right? I mean, when you have guys that are you know, trying to knock their blocks off, we have to make sure that we're teaching the youth how to tackle the right way. Because... It's just going to make the game so much worse for us both watching and for our players. I mean, you can look no further than Ryan Shazier, who's one of the most electric, most electric defenders on the Steelers. And now his career is over. You know, he was trying to levy a big hit and lead with his head. So, you know, Vontez Burfick, do I think the suspension was a little bit heavy? I think it was, especially when you go from three to three to now the entire season. You know, that doesn't, you know, they always talk about, you know, at our job having the consequence fit, you know, the the result, right? So I think that should he have gotten suspended the whole season? Probably not. But I think he should have definitely gotten maybe doubled suspension, maybe six games or eight games. But, you know, the whole game suspension, I don't like it. But he his, that hit represents the bigger problem that we have in football of trying to teach our younger kids how to hit the correct way. And let me tell you about a defense that actually did know how to hit the right way. I got to shout out the Giants, man. This question, this fan question goes out to Naya Santiago. And it's short and sweet to the point. She asks, how about them Giants? (laughs) 
How about them Giants? They are two and two. Tied for second in the NFC East. Who would have thought that the Giants would be tied with the Eagles right now? They're tied with the Eagles. But they did hold the Redskins to three points. The Redskins were winless. We'll put it there. But what the Giants showed me is that even without Saquon Barkley, you have Wayne Gallman who stepped in and got two big touchdowns for him. That 14-0 lead, it gave them confidence, even when Daniel Jones struggled. He, he threw for two interceptions that last game. And I know everybody loves Danny Dimes, but Danny Dimes can't throw four touchdowns each game. He can't run for two each game. So he's going to need that defense to step up. And that's something that they did. I've been hard on Janoris Jenkins. Pause. I've been really... <laughs> I'm sorry, I had to pause that one. But, <laughs> but I, I was really on his case because this man was not doing what he was supposed to on the back end. But that man had two interceptions, and he did have some great tackles out there for the Giants. Um, that back end is going to be very difficult for them in the next games to come. I mean, especially you got Minnesota. Minnesota is going to come into that building where you have Adam Thielen, who's saying about how he's not getting enough touches. You got Stefan Diggs, who won't even have conversations with the media afterwards. So this is going to be a tough. <laughs> this is going to be a tough game for the Giants. We are going to see if those defenses can still hold true, right? I want to see if Daniel Jones cannot try to do too much, right? Don't try to do too much. When I interviewed him, one of the key things he said was to make quick and right decisions. When we saw Dwayne Haskins and some of the things that he struggled with against the Giants was the fact that he was holding in the pocket, staying in the pocket too long because he was trying to make a play happen. And when you get into that scenario – you're only spelling yourself disaster. And also, I was talking to my boy, Emery Hunt. Shout out to him, uh, football game plan. Love that guy. But I was talking to him, and he was saying that they did not do a great job of putting Dwayne Haskins in a good position. They went out, Washington, John Gruden said they weren't going to play this guy, right? And now you throw him into a situation where he didn't expect to play. I know you always got to be ready, but... You know, he threw him in there against the Giants with, you know, little to no. I'm sure he wasn't getting the first team reps, and he looked like a, a quarterback that wasn't ready. He looked like a quarterback that wasn't ready. And, and it hurt me because I definitely said that Dwayne Haskins was the better choice over Daniel Jones. But, I mean, I got to say at this point, Danny Dimes has proven a lot of people, including myself, wrong. So, Danny, Danny Dimes, you keep going. But stay within yourself because if you're going to start – you know, trying to make big plays. We're going to get into the Brett Favre syndrome, and then people are going to not to like you too much. They're going to start calling you Danny Pennies, all right? So, you know, now we got to move on to our, our next topic before I bring out my, my guest to the show. I, I just can't tell you all how excited that I am. You know, this is a big episode. Like I said, we got our first Instagram live stream. We got the Facebook live stream. I got a guest right here. I'm looking right at him, so definitely make sure you, t you know, stay tuned. Because it's going to be great. But I got to talk about my Knicks. I haven't talked about my Knicks in a while. And today was Knicks Media Day. Let's clap it, yeah. Um, the one thing that they really talked about in the Knicks Media Day was the fact that 
You know, they're pushing these these new additions on. They're trying to say how they're really changing the culture. All right. And we're changing this culture. Let's talk about some of the people that they got. I mean, you got Julius Randle, who's, you know, quote unquote, a dog. You got Bobby Portis, who's going to add that toughness. Taj Gibson, who's a, a, a seasoned veteran. Marcus Morris, who I really like him. He's a tough guy. He, he, he's going to body up with your best guy, and he's not going to put up with nothing. And then the dark horse, we have Alfred Payton, who if you've watched Knicks games over there, he's actually torched us, right? And then you have Wayne Ellington, very effective three-point shooter. I, I'm interested to see what he's going to do. And then if Reggie Bullock is healthy, I think he can, he can compete for some minutes. So, you know, when we talk about the Knicks, I think all of these guys are really going to help the growth of Dennis Smith Jr., guys like Frank Nilakina, who played really well in the World Cup uh, for France. So you got to be excited about him. I know I was ready to write him off, but you know I'm willing to give him a chance again from what, how he looked. Then you got Mitchell Robinson, who earned himself a couple badges on 2K because he is a good defender. He is a great rim protector, right? So... I like I like what they did. At first, it was a little bit tough to swallow, but I like what they're doing. Let's keep adding to that toughness because what I watched in Madison Square Garden was damn near atrocious. All right, that team had no physicality, and you let teams like the Miami Heat walk over you, and I and I hate that because I think that the Knicks are one of the toughest places to play in when that team is good as far as Madison Square Garden. But we have to bring meaning back to the garden. It has to mean something when you come and play in the garden. People just can't come into Madison Square Garden and <laughs> bottle flip like they did with LeBron James and Kyrie Irving. That was disgusting. That was disgusting to see. So hopefully these players can add to the tradition of bringing toughness back. Back when Oakley didn't let you go through the lane, right? So, you know, I think that's going to be really good, especially with you got R.J. Barrett, who really wants to embrace being that franchise player. So, you know, will we be contenders? I don't know. We have to see how they play. But, you know, I think that they have the makings of being a, a better team. They're going to be much better than they were last season. And now that we've gone through my segment, I'm really... Uh, words can't describe how happy I am to bring this guy on my show here. He's one of my very, very best friends on the uh, on this earth. He's always motivating and trying to get people to be better. I got to give it up. Give it up for my boy Glex, Dr. Glex. What's up, what's up, show. what's up? <laughs> Dr. Glex is on the show. So how What's you feeling up? here, Glex? I'm feeling great. I'm glad to be here. It's a pleasure to be on the show. Thank you for having me, uh, Mr. Barry. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. And um, one of the things that we talk about on this show is the fact that we're constantly trying to be better and we're trying to be more than just a sports show. And, Definitely. you know, having Darius on the show here and having Glex here on this show is what that really embodies here, right? We're trying to be that society and culture. And... When we try to, you know, establish that, I thought no other better person than someone that constantly is trying to make himself better. So my question to you, Glex, is, you know, what is that motivation that constantly makes you want to be a better person? I'm um, just waking up in the morning, looking in the mirror and just, you know, wanting to see change. You want to see change. You don't want to just be doing the same thing. You just want to level up. 
And me being the person that I am, I don't like doing the same thing. I like to, to switch things up. I like to get a different result, a different outcome. So that's why I like to see change. You understand what I'm saying? So me leveling up is uh, me becoming a better person, not staying in the same place. You understand? And I, and I really like that because one of the things that my father always said was is that you have to be the change that you want to see. Shout out to Mr. Holmes. Right? And, yeah. and, and a lot of people really want something. They want that thing that they, they've been working so hard for. But how hard are you willing to get that, right? Exactly. And one of the things that you inspired me to do, Darius, in my life was I took my weight loss you know, very seriously. And I just really want you to talk about like what how, what really started your own you know weight loss journey and kind of talk a little bit about that. Okay, well it was simple. I was a fat, slobby guy, and uh, <laughs> you know I mean it's no, it's no way to sugarcoat it. Yeah, it's no it's no way to sugarcoat it. I was uh, about two hundred and fifty pounds, give or take, maybe more. And um, I just woke up in the morning and I was like, I'm sick of this, like. I got too heavy. I, you know, I come from a, you know, a, a workout background. Like I worked out heavy in high school, and like somewhere in like you know, like 23, 24, I started to lose it. I started gaining weight rapidly, and um, I didn't like it at all. I didn't like it at all. It took me a couple years, you know, actually more than a couple years, to actually um, do something about it. So I just woke up one day. I was sick and tired of you know looking at myself and looking at the way that I looked and um I just put action to you know everything it's about action it's not about what you speak of it's about you know the actual action you doing something about it and I definitely remember because we were at Say's uh wedding which our boy Savion Gaynor shout out to him shout out to my boy Say and one of the things that we saw was you know we both were kind of at our bigger points right and you know to come now and to see that you know, you went from being 255 pounds, Darius, yeah, yes. to now being, you know, in the 180s. You know, that's just something that doesn't happen without hard work and dedication, man. Yeah. So, like, I know one of the things that I struggle with daily is, is my diet, right? Yes, sir. How, how have you altered your diet and how have you changed yourself to kind of get that weight loss and to, to be that change that you wanted in yourself? Um, my diet? Um. A complete rapid change. I went from eating meat, cheese, you know, dairy, a lot of additives, a lot of GMOs to cutting that completely out. Mm. Um, I've tried to go more the natural route, natural foods, um, natural drinks, no additives, mm. um, no meat whatsoever. No and meat. it's it's been a blessing to me. Like, there's no other word but to say a blessing because um, the weight, it just falls off. It just falls off. Like, it's, it's no other way to explain it. And I know that, you know, you've talked about just how much being vegan has meant to you and your weight loss journey. And, you know, I have, you, you've actually made your own juices that I actually get, gave to my mom because I know she really likes your juices as well. So, you know, what is one of the things that, you know, constantly motivates you to, to find those things and to find those changes that are really necessary for you? I mean, it's like just finding your niche. I mean, once you find your niche, you want to you wanna keep going. You want to research. You want to just uh, learn more about your niche. And that's kind of what happened to me. Like, I found something that I really loved. And I seen, like, what it was doing to me, my mind, and my body. And I just wanted to further my, um, you know, my mental in this. Like, I just wanted to further it and uh, just get more in tune. 
and that's what I've been doing. Yeah, and, and you know what? You you talk about the strong mental, Darius, and you know, I think that, that that's very, very important. I got a... Uh, I have a question here on the Facebook live stream. Uh, I definitely want to give a big shout out to Henry, Henry Apia, but he actually asked here, how expensive is it to be vegan asking for a friend? So can you enlighten just how expensive it is to, to be a vegan? Um, actually it's not expensive at all. It actually might be inexpensive mm. to be honest, because being vegan, like a lot of people think when being vegan is uh, like eating like vegan cakes vegan cookies, vegan burgers, like impossible burgers, beyond burgers. Mm -hmm. No, being vegan is eating natural. Oh, you understand what I'm saying? So you want to grab your fruits from your local your local market, um your local fruit store, you want to um grab some vegetables. Mm. And these are all low-cost items, something that is easily obtainable. You understand? People think vegan they want to get a vegan shake. Mm. You know, they want to get this vegan pizza. No, vegan is eating natural. It's eating from what comes from the earth the ground hey that's true words from the glex there and and i know for some of you that don't get the the amazing opportunity to see glex on the snapchat he's constantly showing us different ways to to cook certain meals to 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 have that taste and he always says you know eating for the fuel Darry, I mean, Glex, what's one of your favorite vegan meals to, to cook? And what would you suggest to people out there that are trying to try the, the vegan life? I mean, a low-cost vegan meal, I would say grab some avocados. That's probably like, you know, 2 to $3. Grab some wild rice. Might be like $6, $7. And, and um, grab some bananas or plantains. Mm. Chop it up. Throw it in a, a wok, which is a, a, a frying pan like that the... Um, the Chinese people use in their restaurants, it's, it cooks very fast. Throw some coconut oil in there. And it's, it's a quick meal. It's efficient, it's healthy, and it's tasty. Mm. And, you know, I think one of the things that you were most excited to do was the fact that, you know, when you in entered the inner glex, let's say. And, yes, and you the, get, inner <laughs> the inner Everybody glex. Everybody enter the glex. <laughs> Stop playing and enter the glex. So when he entered the inner glex... <laughs> You know, one of the things that Darius said was, I'm going to I'm going to go travel. He's like, I'm going to DR. I don't care what no one says. I'm going to do it. And a lot of people didn't think that he was going to do it. And this man literally went to DR off the resort by himself. And it really galvanized me because I came from maybe a couple years where I got on my very first plane, Glex, my very first plane. So, you know, I, I, I just want to ask you, you know, what? What in it in your mind or something, what made you decide that it was time for you to travel? Like, what, what was like, I have to travel right now and I got to get out this country? Um, to be honest, let's start. Let's let's be honest. The food. <laughs> like, I wanted, food. To, I wanted to eat natural. I okay. wanted to know that I was eating natural. Okay. So the food and plus, I wanted to see something different. Everybody wants to see something different. Everybody doesn't want to see the same thing every day. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to change my scenery. And I wanted to, to grab some some good fruit, some good veggies that I knew that was coming from the soil, the oh. real soil. You understand? Yeah, man, and 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 that's just that's that's awesome, man. Because I know a lot of people they want to go because they want to meet some shorties. Yeah, or, man. You know, they want to see sightseeing and stuff. But that's at the bottom of the list, you know. You know, you you wanted to see the food, man. I wanted to see the food. I mean, I love the scenery. I love the terrain. Don't you know? Don't get it twisted. I love the scenery, but I'm just saying, like you know. The shorties and all that, that that was at the bottom of the barrel, you know. That wasn't at the top of my list, you know, for traveling. Mm, 
Mm. And like when you went out to the DR, what was one of, like what was one of your favorite foods that you found out that you really liked? I mean, honestly, uh, I wasn't really eating too much cooked food. I was just eating a lot of fruit cups, you know. But I actually did have a place that made um, vegan mangu, which was actually very fire. And I highly recommend it, you know, if you go out to DR, because they do have places that make it without the pork and the meat. Okay. Which is very fire. So my man said the vegan. Oof. That, that's what's up, D. Yeah, yeah. And it was fire, too, man. Very fire. I guess I got to ask you one other thing. Um, you know, when you said that you were going to go on this trip, I just can't convey just how important that you made it seem like this was like this was almost like an enlightening and epiphany moment for you. Oh, very, very. So like, why do you think that it was so important for you to travel? And why do you think it is for important for other people to travel as well? Um, honestly, man, uh, just to, uh, just do something that's uncomfortable for, for a change. Because usually when people do something that's uncomfortable, it will benefit them, you know? Life's yeah. all about doing something uncomfortable Oof. to get comfortable, if that makes any sense. So you got to be uncomfortable uh-huh. to be comfortable. Exactly. Okay, I like and that. And like you said, it was a very enlightening experience, and um, I suggest that everybody who wants to travel, you know, don't think about it, just do it. Oof. You know what I mean? There's no thinking involved. It's just all actions. It's kind of like when I go to the beach, right? I don't just tiptoe in the water. I just <laughs> exactly. jump right you in. You just dive right in it. <laughs> oh, man. I love that. So, you know, I think my last question to you, Dar- uh, Glex. I'm sorry. I keep calling him. It's like right. he knows me. He <laughs> knows <laughs> me. So it's okay. He can so, call me by my first name. For some of that don't know, his new Dominican name is Dario. Ah. So, <laughs> you see, he's got this ponytail now. Ah, I have to shout out uh, Naya. She actually said that she thought you were Russell Wilson. <laughs> what, uh, what do you think Shout about? out to you, Naya. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I always like to ask this question. If you had any advice to give to your younger self or to, you know, just to anybody out there, what what advice would you give to your younger self? Um, I would tell my younger self and the youngins out there, mm-hmm. speak with actions, you know. Um, don't don't speak with words. Like, people always hear words. They always hear, you know, people talking. Speak with actions. Mm. I believe it's the best way to get your point across. Damn. That's I mean, what I would say. That, that's, that's what I mean. <laughs> How can I follow that up, man? You know, just speaking with action. I think that that's something that you've pretty much done. And that's why a lot of people gravitate towards you, D. And um, I thank you, man. I appreciate the love. You know, and respect. It, I, I had to have you on this show here because I couldn't really say that, you know, we're expanding as a brand and we're not just a sports show. If I didn't have the most renaissance man-ish person on this show and, you know, you're somebody that inspires a lot of people, Glex. And, you know, you inspire me as well, too. So I just want to really thank, thank you for you, being on this show. This you you inspire me as well. <laughs> this man is the greatest, man. Talk that talk, man. <laughs> I'm trying to get better each week, D. So, you know, thank you so much for being on the show, man. Thank you for uh, having me. This, it's this, a pleasure. I think this is one and of the most. And if you didn't know, watch Talk That Talk. Ooh, tell him, B. Talk that yes, talk sir. every Monday, every Monday, 7 p.m. 7 p.m. sharp. Don't sharp. be late. We it's not, the Glex. That's right. And Glex up. And now that we're about to head to the end of the show, I got to, you know, give a special sponsor, a special shout out to our sponsors. 
Uh, we got to give a special shout out to VW Liquors located in Wick Plaza. You, you know what we do here about for the Mets? What do we do, B? Oh, Enlighten man. me. So what we do is we go, let's go Mets for Dave at the end of the show. You okay. think you can do it? I can do it. All right, here we go. Three, two, one. Let's, let's go, go Mets. Mets. Let's go Mets. We always do that for Dave at the end of the show. Shout out, Dave. Uh, also, shout out to Executive Bar and Restaurant located in 30 Menu Street, Carteret, New Jersey. And then also we want to give a special shout out to my boy Cody Bromley at 91s.com. He's got some of the best acid wash apparel in the game. And then we also want to give some shout-outs to the people on our streams. I mean, the stream was booming tonight. Woo! We got Anthony Veroni. Thanks for the love. Kenny Velez. Thanks for the love. Marcellus, thank you. Louis Guerra. Henry Apia. Uh, Manuel Santiago, my boy Savion Gaynor, Randy. Shout out to Jim my boy Say. I think I got it right that time. Randy, Randy G. G. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Our boy Zeeshawn Abbas, who's always Zeeshawn, my brother. Got to give a special shout out to A on the mic right here. Got Rob Santiago. Robin. Jeff Pharrell, as always. Vitamin Z. We got my boy Rob. He has three the hard way himself. Uh. We get, oh, we get, oh, and Landis. I know I can beat you in bowling this time, Landis. Come, <laughs> come at me. I might have uh-huh. to get you. And you know that that just wraps up this show. I, I can't tell y'all how happy I am on this show. This was a huge episode for me because I, I just wanted to show you all out there a little bit of who I am, right? And who I am is this guy right here, right next to me. He's one of my very best friends here. And, you know, he's constantly motivating people to do better. And they always tell you that you got to have people around you that are doing the right things and that radiate the same type of energy that you want. Major facts. And Glex is one of those people. He's one of the best friends in my life. And I just want to thank you for being on the show again. Thank you, man. Thank you. You inspired me as well, man. You know, talk that talk. Can't say it enough. We're going to keep talking that talk every Monday at 7 p.m. We're going to close out this this feed because, you know, we got to have our ceremonial beer. So thank you all for (laughs) tuning in. I'm Barry Holmes. This is the Talk That Talk show every Monday, 7 p.m. We're going to bring you that heat. Just make sure you tune in. I'm Barry Holmes. For sure. This is Glex, and we're out of here. Glex up. Glex up.